0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am truly grateful that you joined us today. Right
1: now outside it's a beautiful day, but you know what? The real beauty comes in knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you don't know Jesus Christ and as Lord and Savior, there are many healthy, well-balanced churches around the area that you could go to, that you could be a part of, that they could explain that beautiful gospel message that the Union Gospel Mission tries to do every single night of the year. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that I am not ashamed of the gospel and I am not ashamed of the gospel. So I wanted to come today to you today and encourage you. I know there's a lot of panic out there about the coronavirus that's going around. Well, I guess it's the COVID-19. I guess there are lots of flus that are that are COVID viruses, but this one is 19. I've got my good friend and my associate with me, Steve Jarrett, who is the assistant director out at the Union Gospel mission and has been there for over 30 years I am truly grateful that he is not only my co-laborer in the field but he's also my good friend and over the course of the last 15 years that I've been at the mission uh, he has become one of those people that's very special in my life so I'm glad he's here say hello everybody or, hello, Well, and one, you can't, I'll, but he can' say can. that yeah and um,
2: <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way sir I'm glad to you came 15 years ago, and uh, it's, it's been a, a, a beautiful co-laboring together and uh, as best friend, as friends and you bet. as uh, brothers in Christ.
1: Well, you are one of my best friends, brother. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you guys today. I want to be encouraging. You know, it is truly a beautiful day as we record this, this segment of the show, and it's a beautiful day outside, and I don't want the beauty of God's, uh, God's handiwork to be lost in the fear of, of this new epidemic or whatever you want to call it. Um, We just had uh, some reporters out that asked me a few questions. And of course, not all of that got on the air because they have just a very brief moment in time. And by the way, they were very kind. And I was very appreciative to the television station sending the reporter out. And she was a very nice, uh, very nice reporter. And her, her cameraman and producer, also very kind. One of the things they were impressed about was how clean the mission is. Yeah. And one of the questions that was asked of me is, what extra precautions are you going to take with this new virus coming around? And I explained to them that right now we don't have any plans for any extra precautions until CDC gets a hold of us and tells us what, what we, we need to do. And they have reached out. And so I know the governor had passed a few things as well. And so we got copies of all that stuff. But one of the reasons that I said, you know, there's that we didn't have any immediate plans was because every day of the year, every day of this week and month, we do the same thing that we have always done. We make sure that that mission is clean. We wipe down everything with disinfectant. We have a kitchen that always passes the health inspection codes and not just passes with, okay, I guess it's okay. I mean, our, our cook even got an award for the safety aspects of the kitchen just last year, I believe. I believe it was. And so uh, we make sure that we have taken everything into account that we can because don't forget every day of the year, we've dealt with flus and colds and tuberculosis and all the different maladies that are, are common out on the street and so you might think that a homeless mission is going to be more dangerous than than other places but the reality is the danger factor at the mission is probably exactly the same as it is at any restaurant or any place out there there's always going to be a chance that somebody can get sick anywhere And the other part of that is that over the course of the years we have seen thousands of people not at the mission but thousands of people in the country, although it's not always talked about, thousands of people die every year from the flu. And so those are also things we need to take account of. Yeah. So, Stephen, you've been at the mission for over 30 years. So you must have seen many times w- with the H1N1 and the swine flu. So yeah, how, what those, did that look like then?
2: Um, you get people that are really, really concerned about it. And, and then you have those that are trusting in the Lord and, and do the, the, the basic things you needed to keep yourself safe, but knowing that you know, God is, is uh, um, in charge and, in, and sovereign. Um, but we do the basic things that we've done at the mission all the time, like he was talking about, we make sure everything is clean. Every, every bed that's been used by um, the um, emergency, for the emergency shelter for our guests or. or wipe down every day new the sheets are, are being washed after they have used the sheets uh, we wash them and in, and in, uh, 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 you know correct temperatures and 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 uh, detergents to get them clean and and sanitized and um, yeah. you know um, Lysol um, places that uh, you know knobs and and handles and everything you know that we we do that on a regular basis. So oh, yeah. and, and wear gloves that you know uh, when needed.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I remember somebody was not happy about the fact that we actually make the our guests who are going to stay with us yeah. take, take a take shower. Showers. And and what else do we do besides make them take a shower? We give them pajamas. We give right? them
2: pajamas instead of their yeah. We give them clean pajamas to wear, mm-hmm. and uh, substitute their clothes, put their clothes away mm-hmm. in the locker, and give them back to them in the morning. But yeah, they have to shower before they go to bed at night. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. a mandatory thing.
1: And so, even though we were criticized for that at one yeah. point, that is all part of the protocol. Uh, protocol that keeps everybody safe and and well up there. Again, you got the you've got a chance anywhere you go, whether it's at a department store, whether it's at a a meeting somewhere. And I know a lot of the big events are being clo- uh, canceled. But the reality is there's a lot of places that you can get that. And my understanding is a lot of people don't show any symptoms and then they may even be carrying the disease. So for those people that might be worried about coming down to the mission, you know, we take every precaution we can. Matter of fact, if you ever get a chance to see our dormitory upstairs and the television station did, uh, Channel 3 came out there and we showed them what we have. We have no carpets on the floor. We have linoleum so that it doesn't, it's not a place to yeah, hide not bacteria. A breeding ground, yeah. Once upon a time, our bunk beds were made out of wood, right?
2: Yeah, yep. I slept in them my myself.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't tell you that. <laughs> yes. But, but over 30 years ago, Stephen actually went through our program. Yeah,
2: and before that, I was on the streets and slept in those very bunk beds you're talking about. They were wooden and regular mattresses and it's, that's what we had, and that's what we did until we made a change um, over 20-something years ago now.
1: And and there you go. You have also a story of transformation because, you know, I was just thinking about it too because Steve and I and his wife and my wife and his daughter all went out to dinner the other night, right. you know? And so uh, here we are. He once was on the street. Now he's got a family. He's got two grown daughters. Uh, one of them's married and got a child. And, and so... Uh, God does amazing things, he does that. but over the course of the last 30 years, Steve, and you've been there all those 30 years, and and by the way, back to the uh, bunk beds upstairs, they're mm-hmm. now uh, steel covered with uh, enamel, right? Yes. And so yeah. they don't, there's no place for bugs to get in and to breed, and then we have special mattresses with special stitching that prevents any bugs or any uh, bacteria to get in to and get to breathe. To get in breed.
2: And grow and breed whatever, and Yeah, uh,
1: and those mattresses aren't tremendously... Easily wiped down. Yeah, they are, and we wipe them down all the time, yes. right? And so there's a lot of precautions that we have made over the years uh, to take care of those things. And so, Steve, over the course of the last 30 years and going through a lot of these things, um, have you ever seen... Uh, has there been a time when one of these other diseases caused kind of panic amongst the people at the mission?
2: Not a, not us, uh, not uh, I. I don't remember anything quite like we're, do, we're We're dealing with right now. I think there was concern, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but to the extent of this uh, particular um, circumstances, no. We just uh, do the things we need to do. And trust in the Lord. Amen. And uh, and go about what we need to do daily to take care of people and help them to to know who God is and to you know and help them spiritually as well as physically.
1: That's right. You know, when we were talking, and Steve and I have talked about this before. If you are in any kind of a natural disaster, whether it be a hurricane, tornado a ship sinking or or out in the forest and you're lost somewhere the one sure thing way to keep yourself or get yourself in real trouble is to panic the minute you panic and lose your head you are in real trouble so I'm not in any way trying to say that we shouldn't be concerned about this new virus going around I'm concerned about it but we can't panic either yeah and, you know, with this, the Christian church has a pretty good opportunity to to show where our faith is placed. Um, and I'm not talking about just praying that it, you know, that it goes away. What I'm saying is that we've got an opportunity like the first century church did to stand up and be counted and to tell people about the, the gospel of Christ and to not panic ourselves. Right. Uh, I would never suggest not going to church or or not coming to the mission. That was one of the questions. What do you do? What, how could this impact you? Well, obviously, it is already affecting the economy. It could be that could be pretty rocky. It could also make our volunteers uh, frightened to come down to the mission. Yes, it has. To. In which case, uh, not just my staff but myself, we will we will keep the mission going. You know, if we don't have volunteers, we will listen to what the government has told us to do. We will take every precaution possible. You know, we tried to get uh, extra bottles of hand san- sanitizer to put all over the mission, but everybody sold out.
2: Yeah, because of, of the, <laughs> the panic that is happening. Sure. I just had um, Tim Lane. I mean, Tim, our um, uh, Food it's Service, a, man, uh, uh supervisor to, to get some lysol for us I have um, a few cases but I wanted to make sure we you know we were good and it was sold out mm-hmm. so peanut people are just uh, you know they're panicking and but they're not thinking about others needing yeah. those same products
1: so uh, instead of buying one they buy a hundred one yeah. right Yeah, Bobby just came to me the other day and said that he had a formula that he got off the internet for mixing a very small amount of bleach in water Hmm. for a disinfecting spray. You don't want to get too much because bleach is going to stain stuff and take the color out of things, but there's a certain percentage you can do and use it as a disinfectant on countertops and things like that because... I'm sure bleach is much easier to find than is some of the products made for that.
2: Yeah, if you build it, yeah, mm-hmm. start from scratch kind of thing.
1: And we're trying to buy masks that would be, you know, that would help with the situation. But again, all you can do is you can only go out and buy what you can buy, do what you can do. And then certainly, Mr. and Mrs. Believer out there, you need to leave this to in the Lord's hands. And the first and the foremost place that we need to look in a place, uh, in a situation like this, is our position and our standing before the Lord God Almighty. We need to know that we are in Christ Jesus. And if that is the case, then we know our home is secure on the other side of this veil. And that, you know, whatever happens here, and that's not a fatalistic view, that's that I don't want to quit living our lives because, you know, we're so afraid that we're going to get sick. Because that's a form of sickness and death, too, isn't it? Yeah, you
2: can't it? be paralyzed by what's going no. on. Here.
1: And so people are still needing to do weddings and still go to church and still go to your jobs. I mean, not everybody can work from home. And you can't just say, well, I, I, you know, my job is out in the public, so that's it for me, because they're not going to hold your jobs for you. So let's, let's proceed with caution on everything. Let's keep cool heads about us. And let's see what we can work to do together to, to minimize the threat out there. Obviously, the things that we should have been doing all the time, like washing our hands, which some <laughs> folks don't do, and we're encouraging all the homeless people to start taking a better look at the hygiene. Now, you also have to understand that when you're severely a- addicted to drugs, alcohol, or have mental incapacity, you may not be listening to the common sense things,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> that That is a, a definite, and unfortunately, um, um, that's why we make sure that those simple but necessary um, Hygiene uh, procedures, when they come to our, you know, come to stay at our mission, uh, is is performed. So we can look out for them if they can't quite look out for themselves.
1: Yeah, um, and, and we capacity. do the best we can, you right. we? we can't you know, make
2: anybody, but no. then they can't no. stay if they don't right. do those, but you know, basic things.
1: Yeah, and my understanding with this virus that because you can be asymptomatic. You know, you can be young, healthy and have it, but not really experience any of the, you know, the sickness that you can pass that along. So you can't just say, well, it's a homeless guy or whatever. It could be the tennis pro, yeah. you know, that's 30 years old and healthy as an ox. So we, do, we just don't know. Stephen, you were uh, aboard the USS John F. Kennedy, correct? That's correct. And that... I don't know how many is it, thousands of men uh, on there. 5000 right? plus when yeah, the squadron's Yeah, that's, that's what I thought you had said. Yeah. And so you've got a built-in place for a pandemic, right? <laughs> it, with all those guys squeezed together. Yes. You're out I mean, on the open ocean, you can't
2: just leave. No, uh not safely and get, <laughs> yeah, to, your, <laughs> and get to your destination. Yeah. yeah. It's not going so to happen. So, did they happen.
1: ever have sicknesses go around that they had to control in any way? Yeah, sure.
2: Flu's, colds and you know, uh, yeah,
1: and so and they probably took what kind of precautions, like we're doing,
2: yeah, like we're doing, right? Yeah. make sure everything is clean, um, uh, and you know, and, and have that procedure put in put in, in play and in effect, and followed.
1: Yeah, and like I said, you can't escape from a ship, uh, obviously, because we just saw some of those cruise ships that they quarantined. Yeah, they quarantine;
2: they can't go any anywhere until they uh, were evacuated.
1: I understand that uh, travel between the United States and Europe has been curtailed for the next 30 days. So uh, that's that's going to be a huge shock. Act. All of this is a huge shock to our economy. And I think that even there we need to hold on and not panic. Because, again, if you panic and, and you know, who knows where it's all going to go. So... Uh, we've got a new list of procedures that has been recommended. We're going to adhere to those things. We're mm-hmm. going to set up a, a action plan, just like the uh, CDC is recommending. So I think that the good news is for us is that if you've done everything that you can possibly do, then, fellow believer, you need to rest in the Lord, and you need to not panic, right?
2: That's right. Okay, I so,
1: agree. Um we came uh Steve and I decided that we would ride together in the car even and take that risk, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without hesitation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're okay.
1: And you know, one of the good things that might come out of this is one there's an opportunity for the church itself to get the message out of the gospel as pen- as people start to think about about God about eternity about those things. Mm-hmm. There's a huge opportunity for us to tell people about the good news of the gospel of Christ. So that's an opportunity, right? Yes, it is. And it's also uh, in a, it may have another beneficial effect because not many people were taking the sanitary uh, conditions around them seriously. I think now that even if tomorrow there's a vaccine and you can take it and it eliminates the problem, right? There's still a lot of flus out there. People die every day from regular everyday influenza that is not COVID, right? So if that's the case, then all this extra cleanliness, all this this getting down and making sure we're washing hands, cleaning surfaces, doing those things, then those are things that are gonna help prevent all these other things.
2: Yeah, so beneficial, all yeah. the way around. Um, yeah, it kind of adds on to um, what we should be doing, and and yet um, help people to be have a, a higher standard of uh, of of their physical condition.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you stop and think about it, if you stop and think about it, how many people? And this is just conjecture. But I was just thinking about it while we were talking. How many people, because of all these extra precautions that are are going down, will be with us because they didn't get other forms of flu? You know, they were trying to protect themselves from COVID-19. And in fact, they don't even know they protected themselves from the, the other flu that might have gotten them. Yeah, that are.
2: So that's dangerous. also
1: a benefit. And so the churches and the people, you know, I don't know anybody in my circle of of friends and people I work with that aren't praying. And so we pray every day anyway. And this is just one more opportunity is for us to lift this up before the Lord of glory, who is sovereign Mm -hmm. over all things, and bring this to him. (laughs) I mean, You know. So, uh, yeah, I mean. So, Stephen, are you changing things at your house in any way?
2: Uh, not in particular. So we always uh, the standards that we have established in our household is uh, um, is those very things that we need to do in order to at least stave off any um, common uh, diseases, and that you know that you sure. can possibly do. I mean, you can't stop everything, but you just do what you need to do to have a healthy clean and a that would make a happy household.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the idea is always wash your hands after you're yeah. doing something. Wash your hands before you eat. Before you
2: um, prepare food. And after yeah,
1: you, don't, don't you cook don't. your food, you, you shower at night, you clean your clothes. If somebody's sick, you, you try not to get right on top of them almost, right. you know, at work or at, at school or wherever. You know, I mean, I think a bunch of simple precautions can eliminate a great deal of the well, of the fear that we have yeah, out there, right? I agree. So I guess it's always the same. You just need to do the very best you can and then for a believer you need to trust in the Lord that no matter what the outcome is, that He's got you. He he said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And I know he also has never broken a promise. So, and, and trust me, we are praying for those that get sick. We're praying for those who right now are suffering not only from the fear of the sickness or the sickness, but from a, a sickening economy because of the fear of this virus. You know, because I think we also have to realize that a lot of people may be losing their jobs or their businesses may be shutting down right. if this continues very long, very because true. every business is contingent on customers, customers right? Customers, people. So, anything you'd like to add, Stephen, no, in just, this last just, minute?
2: Just keep doing those things we kind of talk about, and yep. and most definitely pray for and with, with uh, fervent, you know, with fer- fervent and and conviction.
1: Yeah, I agree. And by the way, when I said in this last minute, I meant of the show.
2: Yeah, okay. I, that was not a <laughs> prognostication. All right, I'm happy about that. Uh,
1: <laughs> so I, I, really, I really want you to know that at the mission, we pray for everybody, and so is always, my dearest friends. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
0: Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.